You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hi, everybody. It's July 11th, 2019, and it's time for my private audio call tonight. Uh, we don't have a guest speaker. It'll be open chat. But I'd like to cover a document I received in an email from someone you probably all know, but I won't mention his name. Uh, it's regarding property taxes, and it's California Legislative Act. Let me get it, and we'll go over that. Um, I in the email was a rundown of what the document is. I posted that into the chat. So if anybody wants to read it, you're welcome to do so. It's in the chat. Um, wait a minute. I guess it didn't go. I don't see it there. What the hell? Wait a minute. Maybe it was too big. Paste. Let me see. Paste. Send. There it goes. Now you got it. Now it's in the chat. <laughs> and I could read it if you want. Um, Let's see, Randy has his hand up. Hi, Randy. How you doing tonight? Oh, pretty good, doll. What's new? Oh, not much. Uh, just enjoying the nice warm weather here. Oh, I, I, I don't like it. I like it cold. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's a very interesting know, what this uh, guy was saying, uh, or actually you said, about um, uh, <clears throat> the um, tax applying to uh, corporations. It's, yeah. it, it's all in the details. Like I say, the devil in the details. And the details in the legal system matrix is the definitions of the terms they use. So when they say state, what state are they talking about? And when they say person, what kind of a person are they talking about? Why don't they just say a man or a woman if that's who the law is applying to? Right. They don't want you to know the truth. That's why they keep everything vague. Yeah, so this is the undercut uh, in facts and logic to all this stuff. Like, I was thinking about these guys. Well, um, not to put anybody down because uh, everybody has a right to earn a living as long as it's honest. Uh, but I went to nationallibertyalliance.org website last week, and um, I was uh, uh, I sent them an email asking them if they would like to host uh, some of my work and explain what it was about. And of course, it's just you know, dead silence. You just you know uh, the deafening sound of crickets. Um, <laughs> But, uh, uh, at any rate, uh, so uh, I, I don't charge for anything that I have done, any of my work uh, that I put out there in the public. The only time I've ever charged anybody for my work was when I helped this guy I used to work for uh, get out of this uh, bogus lawsuit. Uh, some uh, illegal alien that he had the, the stupidity of hiring for a while uh, filed uh, a, a non-job entry claim. I was trying to get $5,300 out of him. And uh, so I wrote up a a nice little affidavit for him. It was on one page and just stated the facts that this guy, Dave, uh, uh, I won't mention his last name uh, because I don't even like to think about this creep. Uh, But I mentioned the fact that this uh, guy was an illegal alien and he had no right to work here. He had no contract uh, with my friend. 
and uh, he was working as an independent contractor and I just laid out all the facts and of course he won uh, my friend won and uh, he <laughs> asked me well how much is this going to cost me and I said well if it doesn't work nothing and I said but if I uh, but if you win uh, you know I'll take 10% of whatever you save and so he liked that idea because he didn't think this was going to, this was going to work. So uh, we go in there and he submits the affidavit to the hearing officer and she reads through it and she looks at this guy and she, she says, well, what do you hear for? You know, basically, she says, what are you here for? You already got more than what you're asked, than what you're entitled to. You've, you're, you're ahead of the game. You've already been paid uh, from doing this work as an independent contractor. You have nothing to make a claim on. And so we walked out of there, you know, 15 minutes later and he was floating on cloud nine um, so but that, that's the only time that i've ever charged uh, for any of my work because that was a special case why are you bringing that up well because like i said uh national liberty alliance uh, they're selling packages education packages and you know uh, all this stuff where you have to engage the legal system uh oh. on limited terms its own terms but very limited because they don't explain uh, anywhere on that website that the entire legal system that you're trying to fight against is a total scam, a fraud, a sham, an artifice, a hoax, a humbug, whatever you want to call it, but it's uh, not real. I was watching a YouTube earlier and, um, you know, do you know Payman Motaday? Yeah, I met him a couple times. Okay, he, he was doing a live stream on YouTube and he was talking to people about similar issues with you know, uh, independent yeah. contractors and, and signing, yeah. you know, W-9s or exempt W-2s or whatever. Right. I haven't seen him in a million years. I mean, he looks really good. Got more gray hair, but I mean, yeah. I didn't know he was, well, I knew he was still active, but I didn't know he had a YouTube channel. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know he was doing live streams. Let me say that. Yeah. So that was kind of fun to watch. Yeah, but again, <laughs> he's selling a product. Yeah, he's same thing. That's what I meant, you know. Right. He's selling uh, packages and so on and so forth. But he gave out free information over the phone and people called in and that was interesting. Yeah. I like payment. Yeah, but I, I don't agree with it. You know, he charges like, I think it was like $7,000 for the first package and then $4,500 a year thereafter to, and they'll fight the IRS and the Franchise Tax Board for you. But then who the hell, that's, a, I, w I don't think I would pay that much in taxes if I had to pay taxes. Yeah. $7,000. I mean, geez. But they do handle everything for you. So I guess it is worth for some people. Well, that successful, yeah. But, they don't want know. to deal with it. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I wanted to talk about this property tax document. I got the PDF, and it's a actual uh, copies of the legislation in the book. But I wanted to read the guy's email first. So if you're all if you're all uh, interested, let's see here. I'll do that. Let me. Uh, I put it into the chat if you want to read along with me. Anybody yeah, that right wants to look. Um, but let me get the PDF. Here it is. Oh no, the PDF I can barely read. I can read it, but I, let me see. I got to make it bigger. How do I make it bigger? Well, let me get, just go read the email first, and then. Um, We'll read the rest. <clears throat> he starts out, here's a PDF version of the California 1857 as amended 1859 General Revenue Act as requested. 
the creation of property taxation and its foundation to this very day. You will find almost verbatim the same act in every state of the union. I looked up several myself to verify. As I mentioned the other day, the online California Board of Equalization website stated that this act is where they derived their authority from. This is also the act that created an excise tax on, a, on using negotiable instruments, i.e. banknotes, loans, etc. Also, as I had mentioned, there was a fella named Paul in Washington State several years back that went to record a new deed and was told afterwards to go to the tax collector's office and pay his excise tax, which he knew nothing about, but, he, but I did. This is the guy Ross that's writing, or no, the guy this is somebody else writing anyway. But he knew. Okay, so he followed the direction of the county recorder and received two releases of liens from his bank about two weeks later. He had two loans, thus two excise taxes and liens on the property, but did not pay off his note. He never contacted the bank either. He knew nothing about it just following directions from the county recorder. Obviously, the county recorder tax collector notified the bank. I had just put all this together several months prior to this statement. This act also created an excise tax on attorney license. What the hell? There is no attorney license by the state, only the bar association license. This act, even in the side notes, makes notation of corporations only subject to property tax. In the mortgage agreement, it states you are responsible for the taxes, but never mentions what taxes. People assume it's the property tax, but it's not. It's a tax on using a negotiable instrument, bank notes created by the legislatures, a benefit as per the above act. The creation of property taxes based on corporations owning property and recording as per the act, they were to tax the fictions created through legislative authority and is still to this very day. Everything the fictional corporation owns is taxable as per the act. The corporation was required to make an affidavit and state all property it owned and record it at the courthouse. Look at the list of property they were required to declare in the act. It's extensive. The deed with a proper, a proper private acceptance and acknowledgement paragraph in your private name, not all caps, makes the land property not taxable, which is required for a proper deed. They have two forms of this paragraph, acceptance and acknowledgement one for corporations and one for private. Now we know why the state legislators passed a law allowing recording of fictitious deeds in the civil code. I believe the Board of Equalization eventually took over the requirement of the affidavit as it was too cumbersome, cumbersome for the county courthouses to keep up with. The creation of the property tax account is based on the recording or registering of a corporate-looking fictitious deed at the county by operation of law. As per the 1957 as amended 1850, I'm sorry, 1857 as amended 1859 General Revenue Act, remember, I also mentioned that the legislators of California passed a law that you can record fictitious deeds in the civil code. Now, why would they do that? 
plausible deniability. The county recorder by operation of law is required when a corporate looking deed is recorded, registered, to send it down to the tax assessor, tax collector offices to open or transfer the property tax account to the new corporate landowner or dot dot dot. Also, as mentioned, Byrell on filing a new deed, the county recorder asked him if he would like to save $20 on his recording fee. They gave him a county form, 420, if I remember correctly. I read this form. It is a voluntary transfer of the property tax account to the new corporate landowner. I mentioned I have an old California code book, 1920s, called Kerr's Codes of California. And I should mention that's available online um, in several places. Um, in it, it has a very small section that reads, property tax in relation to private property is not constitutional. They list this act and a court case, People versus McCreary, that's, well, you can read it in the chat, no site, hard to find, and that's all they put in it. Corpus Juris Secundum under deeds states all deeds are colorable. The only lawful title to land is the land patent. The land patent is transferable to heirs and assigns. You as the current landowner are the current assign. It's just not been accepted and acknowledged. The private land patent holder is not subject to property taxes. Never was, never will. The bank had to get you to use fictitious, colorable deeds of trust so they could snatch the property for non-payment, colorable law, as they couldn't attach the land patent and won't loan you the money unless you agree to a deed of trust. This is how they tricked all original families of land patent property into paying property tax. On perfecting the land patent, the land patent on its face made possible for certain reservation for the feds, not the state in the state as others, as this state of California, where the military conquest then became a state. The feds purchased it from Mexico for five million silver, never a territory, went straight to statehood after military governor excised federal control. I researched this. There was quite a bit of turmoil there here in California. Just to create a constitution, the people were waiting for the federal military governor to create the state's constitution. He was waiting on the people took several years. The state was created after the military invasion of Mexico by U.S. troops from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli as the song goes. Montezuma was the capital of Mexico. The two by land, one by sea, the sea ship made it to Mexico first and stormed the capital, basically after the fiasco in Texas, plus I think they knew the potential wealth of this land, then the Guadalupe Hildago Treaty was signed. The what would the, the what would be then California under military governor until a constitution was created. They copied Iowa's basically and the act to include California into the union. California General Revenue Act 1857 as amended 1859 was just like most states one of the first acts passed to generate revenue off the corporate fictions to provide revenue for infrastructure 
However, before acceptance of California's constitution to allow it to enter the union, the federal legislature created an act to include California into the union. In this act, one of the paragraphs state the feds claim to retain all the public lands in California, and neither the state nor the people can dictate the disposal of the public lands. They make sure to place a section of that act to include California into the union in the colorable constitution your state legislators give away right after the federal, but prior to the state constitution. Hmm. So why is all this so important? The early patents made no reservation. The later patents made some reservation for potential canals, power lines, roads, and the like by the feds. This means that land patented land was never in control of the state, nor the political subdivision, the county. It states on the land patent that the federal government gives up all right and title to the land to the patentee, his heirs, and assigns forever. So how can the lowly political subdivision, the county or state, require property tax on something it never had control of? or use code enforcement and other revenue generating agencies on land they never had any control of. It's fraud, color of law. That's all in caps. Why was California not a territory first like most other states that entered the union? Why were the land patents signed by the president and not the state governors like most other states where is the constitutional authority for the feds to retain the public lands upon California statehood? The same with New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, dot, dot, dot. I've never seen mention of this until just a few years ago. I used to talk about this on conference calls for years, but most people just can't or won't research the information. Property taxation on private property in this nation is voluntary. I have never in all the years studying I have seen anyone put this together. It's not on YouTube. I have seen and met people that were successful at removing their property tax, their property off the tax dole rolls, but they never understood the foundation of what created the property tax account. Again, just like the county recorder recorded told us for years, it's been by operation of law that creates the authority to create the property tax account, but would not elaborate further. Property taxes required by operation of law by the county recorder upon your voluntary recording a corporate-looking, colorable, incomplete, fictitious deed and or filling the county form out voluntarily transferring the tax account to the new owner, saving $20 on the filing fee. Save $20 but pay up, to, up the ass for years. It's supposed to be a lien against the property. Really, where is the judicial determination to create a lien? What is the amount of the lien as I just want to pay it off instead of paying two yearly assessments forever? So now we see why those arguments did not have merit because it all based on it, uh, it all based on the above act and the recording of the corporate looking deed under operation of law, colorable law. Why is it colorable? Because it does not apply in your private capacity and right to own property free of fee, a lodial title. 
I have a book put out by West Publishing that goes through the history of creation of deeds back in England prior to memorializing deeds on paper up to 1967 in the United States. So it's the fiduciary trustee that you hired, title company, real estate agent, broker, real estate attorney that failed in their duty to properly inform you of the options of a private ownership deed in your given name with a missing but required for proper deeds forms of paragraph, private acceptance and acknowledgement. Plausible deniability for the agents of government to create the property tax account, nor ever mention the land patents higher authority. They had told us at the county for years it was by operation of law that the property tax account was created for the property, but would never elaborate on what that meant. Now we know. Please send far and wide. I'd love for comments. I've seen this out in variations for a few years. If you or anyone know Jim Stillwell, wait a minute. I'm not going to put out his number over the phone, I mean over the air, but it's in the document. Okay. If you or anyone know Jim Stillwell, Hayfork, I believe, or have his email, please forward. He has had several newspaper articles over the years on property tax, but I believe he's missing the foundation. This foundational material will make the property tax argument impossible for the county to deny. Skip all the ad valorem tax bullcrap. It's not the foundation. This act is in your voluntary recording of a fictitious corporate deed. Oh, and by the way, there is no law that requires anyone to record a deed. However, R Howard Griswold never recorded a deed to his property in Delaware. They kept going after the prior land owner for delinquent property tax, and the prior land owner had no re had to record an affidavit that he had sold the property. Howard never paid property tax on that land and never had the county attempt to collect or coerce him to record. Now, I don't know, is it Beryl or Byrel, B-Y-R-E-L? He removed his property off the tax rolls by recording a new deed. The county would send him a letter inviting him to pay the property tax, but never put him on the delinquent property tax list or list him in the newspaper as delinquent. I do believe he did not include a proper A&A on his deed either. I don't know what that means, A&A? Anyway. I think that means acquisitions and assets. Okay, that makes sense. In this nation, they set almost all taxation to be on the backs of the corporation, trusts, etc. Fictions created by the legislative authority, i.e. property tax, sale tax, etc. There is a form to notify the stores that you are not subject to sales tax. I had found it using Paul John Hansen's website material for California. People need to also study the Homestead Declaration. It's not what most people think. It was created so that the family would not lose the farmhouse and certain acreage over the bad debts of the head of household. Of course, the banks got our state legislator to change it down to a monetary value, the freaking crooks. I just met someone that has a homestead declaration on his land. The bank would not loan to him unless he removed it. The bank has to create the colorable title deed of trust to be able to snatch the land. This is where all the colorable titles come into being, separating colorable title to the land away from the land patent. 
pay off your land and record, not register, a new proper private deed with private acceptance and acknowledgement in your real name, not all cap, and do not fill out the form to save you the filing fee, whereby you agree to transfer the corporate property tax account to the new corporate landowner. This can shut down all unlawful taking of your property for failure to pay property tax. It's also the clear evidence that the state nor county ever had any authority on the patented land as it never was unapportioned state land ever. They must have a warrant to even look on our property or witness damages to person on or property or have a permit contract they are enforcing or already have a court order. No court enforcement bullcrap. Your property was never in this state or county until you allowed a colorable title deed to be recorded. Yes, now I know you just wanted the act so you can just delete this crap if you choose. However, others may be helped in their research by this information. Maybe? Sorry for being so long-winded. I spent a long time studying this crap, Ben. And then, uh, I guess it came for the, with 1859 amendment. It came from the reference desk at saclaw.org. That's probably Sacramento. But I have it. I've got the PDF. If you want to email me for it, just put uh, uh, property tax act in the subject line, and I'll send that to you. But anybody, let's see. Let's see what guest seven is saying. I went to court as a next friend for a man on PT, and I mentioned there is no contract. The judge said you're right. <laughs> yes, look at your deed, the words, and you don't need to record it on Etsy Homes. They are recording as a special warranty deed. Okay. Anyway, I found that interesting. It just doesn't. It doesn't only go for. A property tax that also goes for like the Department of Building and Safety coming in and, and imposing their shit on you. But anyway, what do you have to say about that? Anybody have a comment? Well, there's a lot of truth in that. Uh, but again, uh, it all boils down to uh, there was fraud committed at the very outset of it. That's non right. Disclosure. Non full disclosure is equated with fraud. It's right there in the Black's Law Dictionary. Mm. Okay. Anybody else have something? I'm sorry. Now go ahead. Go ahead. Else to speak up, please speak uh, nobody up. Nobody has nobody has their hand up right now, so go ahead. Uh, so I have the I have the podium here again. <laughs> mm, sure. Why not? Yeah, I had right. the I had the book. It's like nine pages, like nine eighteen pages of uh, PDF. Well, here's I what. Figure uh, out how to make it big. How do I make it big? I can't read it. View. Let's see. <laughs> Zoom. I guess that's what I need. Okay. Uh. Well, a couple years ago, I was talking with this guy. Uh, he's a friend of a friend. And uh, I was explaining to him how everything basically is based upon fraud. And I took my copy of Blacks over and met him at uh, her place. And we chatted for a little bit. And before I got there, he was uh, saying to my friend Peggy, this guy's crazy. He's nuts. You know? And then after he sat down and talked with me for about uh, 15, 20 minutes, he goes, he's right. He's right. Because <laughs> I just uh, went through and I said, look, here it is in black and white. Uh, here, here's what the law says and here's uh, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, what we 
did uh, was we attempted to uh, take his property off the tax rolls. It's in Corona, California. Uh, and so uh, Peggy and I, we went to the, um, what was that department? Uh, anyway, the land, Bureau of Land Management. Uh, and we went in there and uh, we got a copy of the land patent uh, for where his parcel of property is located, this guy Scott. Uh, and so we, uh, I wrote up an affidavit and we went over to the Riverside County Courthouse to have it recorded uh, and they wouldn't even see us. Uh, they, the girl, she took the paperwork and she went to, took it to her supervisor and we sat down and they came back about 10 or 15 minutes later and called us up to the window and they gave us this piece of paper saying that uh, what we were asking them to do uh, could not be done and if we were to pursue the matter any further uh, that we would be found guilty of paper terrorism and would be subject to court fines and jail time or something like that, you know? I said, this is hmm. totally nuts. Hmm. But that, that's what happened. Yeah. But we have photocopies of the tract of land, uh, the range, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, range or something. Anyway, there are three terms in there. Uh, but we've got it, and uh, but they won't uh, do anything because they know that uh, uh, they're they're in the wrong and they're going to be losing revenue. <clears throat> now I could have pursued it, but uh, Scott he had a a bit of a head injury, uh, and so he's not functioning on all cylinders right now. Uh, so I just dropped it. I said, okay, fine. If they're going to uh, put up this much uh, of a blockade against us, and he doesn't really want to pursue it, well, I, I can't force him to do it. You know, I was just offering my assistance. It's going through this document. It's, I'm trying to find where it says that, let's see, it was tax all lands purchased under the provision of tax to be held to be taxable. Did a purchase. I'm trying to, uh, there's little notations in the borders say exempt and taxable. And second, let's see, hospitals. So what's, what's the difference between being exempt and being immune? I don't know. You tell me. Big difference. An exemption is where you owe something to somebody uh, and uh, or some entity, whatever, uh, and you are given an exemption. It's like a one-time deal. You get a free pass. You get a get-out-of-jail-for-free card, okay? But it's only good for one use. When you have an immunity, it means they don't apply to you any way, shape, or form at any time. Okay. Okay. So that's the difference between an exemption and having an immunity. And I believe I can quote that right out of uh, Blacks here. If you give me just a second. <clears throat> it's interesting. It goes in, you know, it goes into courthouses, jails, town halls, yeah, every, city, town, yeah, the whole system. The whole system is created, is based upon fraud and requires well, wait fraud. Wait a minute. When it gets down to the bottom here, the property here. of widows or orphan children to the amount of $1,000 in all cases where property other than growing crops or mining claims is claimed as, ex is claimed as exempt from taxation under the provisions of this section by any person association or corporation except the United States or state of California such person association or corporation in order to entitle himself 
to the benefit of such exemption shall make a statement in writing to the tax collector setting forth the property claim to be exempted by whom such property is owned and the reason for such exemption. Such statement shall be verified by the oath of the person claiming such exemption or of some person on his behalf and where the statement is made by an association or corporation, it shall be verified by those blah, blah, blah. The tax collector or any of his deputies are hereby authorized and empowered to administer such oath and to prescribe the for blah, 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 such statement in writing, blah, 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 blah. So I haven't found yet where it says, you know, well, I have to read it again. It's because it says on this page here, People of the state of California represented in Senate and Assembly do enact as follows. They got section one and then one, two, three, four, three, four, five, seventh, ninth, uh, nine paragraphs, eighth, oh, and then there's more, right? All other property, not real estate, which is not otherwise taxed. Every such statement shall be signed and verified. I got to read the whole thing, and you guys should read it too. I can't do it here; it's too much. Okay. Uh, if you email me and ask for it, I'll send you the PDF. And the guy said it's the same in probably all the states. This one pertains to California, but um, they're all the same. So. If you want to put that into your paperwork, if you're fighting the tax demons or the building and safety demons, you're welcome to do so. Anybody have a comment or a question? Hello. I'm still here. Out there. I know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I see you there. There's a lot of people on the call. Well, anyway, here in Blacks, they mix the intermix the two terms, exemption and immunity. They use one, uh, they use both terms in both definitions. Or you know, under, anyway, it says here exemption: freedom from a general duty or service, immunity from a general burden, tax, or charge. But then, uh, if you look under immunity, then they mix in the term exemption. It says exemption as from serving in an office or performing duties which the law generally requires other citizens to perform. But uh, uh, if you actually, so the, even the law dictionary uh, has fraud in it. Okay. Yeah. That's the whole gene. That's the whole uh, crux of the problem. Is the legal system is based upon fraud. It was built upon fraud, and it uh, totally depends upon fraud. Uh, to operate every single day it's in operation even though it says, even though the legal system uh, operators and actors and agents uh, say that fraud is a crime uh, they somehow give themselves a free pass and say well we can commit the, all the fraud that we can get away with which just means whatever they don't get caught at doing you know what I can upload this document right here in the chat is that cool or what I could upload the PDF. I'm going to do that right now. So everybody hold on a second. And I will do that. That way if you want to get it directly from the chat, you can. Let me just find it. <laughs> uh, uh, where is it? It should be in here. Um, Hmm. Today is the 11th, right? I uploaded it. Uh, 
Uh, hmm. Hold on a second. Good grief. Way too much stuff. Way too much stuff. Uh, hold on. Oh my god. Where is it? I put it in my find my there it is. Wait. Nope. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, I can't find it. Why is that I can't find it? Oh good grief. I saved it. Alright. <laughs> Documents. Okay, I just saved it. Oh, I just, uh, I didn't create a new folder, did I? Let's see here. Well, maybe I did. Uh, yep, I did. Property tax legislation. I created a folder. Jeez. There it is. I just uploaded it to the chat. <clears throat> It's genrev.pdf, so. <laughs> oh. But there it is. Can you guys access that? And it says it here. You can Click download it. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, a big document. Oh, that's a CCXLV. That's a chapter, honey. What does that mean? It's uh, Roman numerals. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I guess probably 19, uh, 1865, I guess. Uh, I, I think C, C is 500, or I don't know. I forget. I yeah, never learned right it. Here, April 5, 1857. Yes, yeah, so the CCXB. Yeah. Actually, it'd be 1865, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Whatever no, it is. Yeah. Anyway. Does you know his what? contract. Info begin with H. Yes. Yes, Dirt Wolf. How do you know that? I don't hear anybody else but you. Oh, well, he's on uh, the chat. He's got a type. He can't oh, okay. Talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Someone has their hand up. Let's see. It's 713. You've been unmuted. Did you have a question or a comment? Hey, Angela. Hi, who's this? Russell from Texas. Hi, Russell. What's uh, on I, I forget the I forget the man's name on the call, but I've heard him a few Randy. times, but I forget his name. Randy? Randy. Yeah, yeah, Randy, Randy, yeah. Yeah, Randy's pretty knowledgeable, and mm -hmm. uh, I liked what you were saying about the law there in California, and uh, I pulled up the law in Texas, um, about the ad valorem property tax, and uh, I noticed uh, a similar thing. Um, you know, it's the original uh, ad valorem uh, revenue generation legislation from the state of Texas, and uh, the definition of the term person, you know, the person is the one who has the tax liability, and they right. define the person in 1876, which is the... Uh, which is when the um, uh, post-Civil War, uh, you know, Texas Constitution was made. It was in 1876. So this is the same year as the federal Texas Constitution after the Civil War was created. 
And it says the, uh, the term person, whenever used in this act or um, any other act regulating the assessment and collection of taxes, shall be construed to include firm, company, or corporation. And right. earlier, in that, earlier in that paragraph, it talked about who the firm, company, and corporation was. It talked about the public lands, and it talked about, you know, during that 1876 time frame, what were they doing? Well, they had a lot of public land, and uh, it was being bought by the railroads and the attorney firms and the banks were lending money and, uh, you know, creating the, the artificial persons that were profiting off of the public land. So it goes over that and talks about, you know, the attorney firms and the banks and the railroads, and those were the persons, you know. Uh, and you know what? Uh, that, that definition of person was in that original legislative bill in Texas in 1876, and it was still there all the way up until about 1976 is when, is when the Texas legislature just deleted the definition of person. So the whole act, you know, the revised statute was still the same. They, they just went in and deleted what the term person meant. And so now I don't care who you talk to, the recorder or the appraiser or the tax collector, they're all saying we have the right to tax all property, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because they deleted the term person. <laughs> yeah, most of them probably don't know better, you know. They're just doing what they're taught and told. They don't obviously give these people and, and when they the say, ability to think for themselves. But go ahead, Randy. Yeah, and when they say the term includes, that's a limiting term. It means this and this thing only. Right. In a specific reference, it doesn't mean it includes like, oh, if you buy this uh, refrigerator, we'll give you a free dinette set. No, that's not what that means. Uh, when they say include in that way, uh, they say, oh, when you buy this refrigerator, you buy that this refrigerator refrigerator only, because the terms of the sale are for the refrigerator only, not the dinette set. You see, and so you have to catch them on all this stuff. And the the like I said, the the major a flaw in their system is exposing of the fraud because the entire system this is what it, uh, so many people I've tried to tell this stuff to just cannot get their heads around because it cuts so deep in so many directions like I said uh, there is not a single institution of any kind no church no government no school n no hospital nothing no no corporation or company is not operating either on, with fraud directly or is dependent upon somebody, somebody else committing some kind of a fraud in order to operate. Uh, okay, our fiat paper currency system is a total fraud, but look at how many people uh, are dependent upon that and using that uh, in order to do their normal daily things, okay? So that's why I say there is not one single place that anybody can point to where I cannot show either directly or in, at least indirectly that they are operating with some kind of a fraud in their system. And that is just too big of uh, uh, an idea uh, for virtually any everybody I've ever talked to to get their head around. Well, not everybody. Yeah, I said ev virtually everybody. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, as far as you know, uh, recording your property or not recording the property, um, 
you know, I, I made the choice not to record the home that I purchased when I, when I found in law that, you know, recording the, the property is not required. And I even read a little piece by an attorney, you know, who said, you know, recording your property is not required. You can, you can buy a property and uh, do the contract on a napkin and take it into the court and the court would, would uh, back that up. So you don't, you don't have to record it, you know, you know, at, at the county. Okay. No. But, but he said, if you do record it, it's easier for them to tax it. And, and so mm-hmm. when, when I bought this home, you know, I didn't use a bank, you know, I used um, uh, U.S. postal money orders because there was no, nothing else to use. I, I couldn't use gold or silver or even cash, you know, all that mm-hmm. was banned. And so I used uh, U.S. Who postal money it? orders. You couldn't use cash? Who, who banned it? Uh, no, uh, you can't use cash. Uh, here in Texas, the title companies told me you can't use cash, and they mentioned the, uh, you know, the FinCEN laws and the, the laws where, you know, you can't use cash in those kind of oh. transactions, you know. So, oh. you, know, I, you know, believe me, uh, I wanted That's to use cash, and nobody, nobody would take the cash. Even the buyers, when I approached buyers privately, no, no buyer wanted to take cash. They said, what are you, a criminal? You know, so, so people just don't, don't uh-huh. want to use cash. You know, they, they just, they just, you know, the, the government has brainwashed the people into, you know, oh, if anybody wants to use cash, they must be a criminal. Huh. And uh, it was from the sale of my previous house, and I had the cash. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I had to use U.S. Postal Money Order, and I didn't record the deed, but, you know, what happened is – uh, uh, it was recorded about four months later, and it wasn't me who recorded it. And uh, the only other person who had a copy of the deed was the seller. And so, you know, the, the seller was, he didn't know anything about any of this stuff. And uh, I assumed that, uh, you know, I told him to go down and tell them that you sold the home and get yourself off the tax rolls, you know, because I'm not your agent. I'm not going to pay you know, you're not going to pay me at closing your property tax and have me act as your agent and go down there and pay your tax later as your agent. You know, I'm not your agent. So you, you go take care of your business with the county if you have any business at the county, but I'm not doing it. And so, you know, that kind of blew him away. And so I think what happened is, is that the Everybody county threatened him. him. Yeah. The, the county yeah. threatened him and said, said, you better get down here or we're going to give you the whole bill because, you know, you're the only name on the record. And so he went down there and took the deed. And when I went down to the recorder and and I said, look, I I just noticed, you know, eight months later that that my home is now recorded. And, uh, you know, I didn't record it. So who recorded it? And she says, well, it doesn't matter. Any party to the transaction can record uh, the deed. And so, and, and that was news to me that, you know, the seller could go down and record the deed, and then uh, uh, they, they, they attached the legal name of a registered organization, uh, you know, to my home, and I didn't buy it with the legal name of a registered organization. Well, couldn't you go Anybody back now and, and uh, get it removed or... No, I guess not. I well, uh, you know, when I approached the county, when I approached the county recorder, 
the county recorder says, no, you, you can't do that. You know, there's no way of you removing that. Well, if you cite you fraud, would have to, you would have to file a new deed, like uh, the guy said in the uh, email. You can go uh, file a fictitious deed, as long as it looks right, and remove yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, so as far as far as my home uh, on the deed, I did an acknowledgement and acceptance, and and that would be the A and A that you talked about earlier. That that is the acknowledgement and acceptance, okay. and I did I did put that on my deed, you know I I, I acknowledged and accepted it, and uh, I you know I used uh, um, redeemed and lawful money per 12 USC 411 on oh. everything. So I haven't used I haven't used Federal Reserve notes in in a decade, uh, you know a long time. So you know I, I don't use Federal Reserve notes. So on all the transactions. Uh, that, that, I, that I sold and purchased my home, I did not use a social security number and I did not use a driver's license number because I don't have one. And uh, I just used my passport evidence. And, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, so, so do you uh, not receive a tax bill once a year on your property? Well, for, for you know, I, I, just, I just bought the home. So, uh, okay. yes, they, they, they attached a legal name of a registered organization in the in the format of the all caps name of John H. Period Doe, for example, mm. you know. But on the deed, the deed wasn't in that name. Right. Huh. That's interesting. And so I, you know, I haven't, I haven't used a social security card. number in years. I I got out of the you know uh, social security. Good for uh, you. Scam. God, I wish you know I was as far ahead as you. <laughs> Caller, what's yeah. your name? Russell. 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 Okay. Uh, so, uh, um, yeah, I'd like to talk to you some more about uh, uh, operating without a social so socialism slave number. Uh, do you have a bank account? Um, no. Uh, you know, I, I know I, I was an economics major in college, and I didn't learn a lot about it then. But after, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I started studying the banking industry and I read the banking code and um, you know basically the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 section 16 says uh, there's only two parties who are authorized to use Federal Reserve notes and that would be uh, a Federal Reserve Bank and a Federal Reserve agent and no other is authorized and so when I found that out uh, I'm not a Federal Reserve Bank or a Federal Reserve agent and I'm not authorized to use it. And so I got out of the bank account and I haven't used Federal Reserve notes since. But and that's why uh, the microprint what, what on the line. What you're doing is you're, you're acting as an unregulated Federal Reserve <laughs> Bank and the, the taxation scheme is on that public office and the agency that you're running. And uh, you know your use of the Federal Reserve notes, uh, you're supposed to be lending and earning uh, interest and right. if you don't you're stupid because you're acting as an unregulated banker and so when I found that out uh, I, I do not want to participate in that kind of a scam and uh, maybe some people do and more power to you but the more I learned the more I knew I didn't know enough and so I just wanted to get out and so I'm the only guy I know that that I got a passport from Christopher Gronsky uh, his process as a, I'm not a 14th Amendment citizen, and I did I did that process, 
And then I also did a rejection resignation of the agency under the 14th Amendment. So I have two sources of, of a deed, a fact, a thing done, that I'm not a 14th Amendment citizen, artificial person under the 14th Amendment, and I'm not engaging in your franchises of Social Security or the uh, 26 U.S.C. 6013 G4A, uh, you know, uh, the uh, revocation of election to be treated as a taxpayer, uh, because that is a traitor business, which is uh, under the definition of 26 U.S.C. Uh, uh, gosh, I forget uh, which, which which number it is. I think it's uh, 26. Traitor business is defined as the performance of the functions of a public office. Right, exactly. And that public office is an agent, and I think that agency is tied to the Federal Reserve agent in uh, the Federal Reserve Act, Section 16. And so, you know, if you're with the government, uh, you're authorized to use Federal Reserve notes, and no other is authorized. So I left. I'm not an employee or agent of the federal government. So... You know, uh, I put that on everything. Uh, any kind of check or money order I get, I, I would cash it with uh, um, the demand for lawful money on the back, which is uh, uh, I don't authorize, I, I don't uh, endorse private credit. Cool. Okay. Well, here, here's my uh, uh, take on this. Uh, wrestlers, uh, like I've been saying over and over again, there's much deception going on. Um, uh, this is the avenue I'm uh, working on. In fact, I started writing up another paper, Angela. I got uh, several paragraphs of it already. Uh, oh. Anyway, so um, uh, what I'm going to do, Russell, is I'm going to be sending uh, this uh, notice and demand uh, to uh, the, the entire legal system, basically. Uh, you know the premise, uh, the operating uh, procedure of notice to agent is uh, notice to principal, notice to principal is notice to agent. Have you heard of that? Yes. Okay, yes. so I'm putting them on constructive notice and making a demand that I be uh, left alone because I'm onto their scams and therefore I will be a, a total liability uh, for them and they will make no profit off of me. Uh, so it's in their best interest to just leave me the heck alone. Okay. Have you ever heard of Christopher um, Randy? What's that? Have you ever heard of Christopher Kronsky? He's been on our call no. sometimes. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, another a... question I have for you, Russell. Uh, do you have a car registered? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I don't use a. Uh, I'm not engaged in the driving profession. And uh, do, you I have don't a, have, do you have a car that uh, you use, or a motorcycle, or what? How do you? What's your mode of transportation? Oh, I have an automobile uh, that I use okay. privately. Okay. Uh, you know, so you don't have a state life, plate on it. I'm, I'm not engaged in the transportation business right. as a right. driver. Exactly. Uh, right. I don't haul passengers and cargo for hire, no. Exactly. So basically what I'm asking is if I was to walk up to your uh, means of uh, personal conveyance, what would I see if I look at the back bumper? Do, do you have a studio? You would see, you would see, a, you would see a, a blank space. You would see a blank space. Mm -hmm. And if you walk to the front, the only mm -hmm. paper on the front is a notice that I made. Mm -hmm. Not engaged in transportation, not for hire, and uh, the fact that and I have leave you alone with authenticated evidence. All right, and they yeah, leave you alone. yeah. It, it took me it took me a couple of times, but you know, when when I got through the first first time, the second time was easier, and now they just leave me alone. Good. 
That's great. That's what I want to hear. You're the kind of guy I've been looking for for quite some time. Uh, but I, so use a, I, I use a passport. Well, the only thing I have is a passport card and the passport book, and I have the authenticated evidence from uh, you know the State Department uh, that Christopher Gronsky helped me get. And uh, so it's valid. Uh, I used it at the title company when I sold my home. Uh, I, you know, I had owned that home for a while. And my status, you know, when I bought that home, I used uh, a driver's license and, a, and all the wrong stuff, you know. And right. then I, later I found out, you know, and I made a change. And so when I made the change, I went back to that title company and I gave her the passport authenticated evidence and the revocation of election that I had done. And it, it blew away the attorney. This attorney was a 35-year attorney in real estate, and it blew her away. And she says, I've never, ever, you know, had somebody, you know, put this in front of me and explain it. We, we met for an hour and a half. And uh-huh. uh, she sent it off. She says, you know, um, you know she's, she's like the senior attorney and closer. And she says, I have to send this off to our corporate you know, legal department off in California because I, I don't know what to do. And so she sent it off and it took them three weeks to get back to me. But when it came back to her, she says, it's valid. We checked it out. We called around and, and uh, you're legit. And so they work with me and I sold my home without a social security number and without a driver license. And, and I bought a home without a social security number and without a driver license. Yeah, you see, once you've, Using, once you've proved that you had superior knowledge to the to them and you were onto their scam they had no choice but to back off and I'd, I'd be very careful I'd be very careful with that uh, you know I, I don't use that terminology I, I'm not combative uh, I'm a diplomat uh, I, I consider myself to be neutral and a diplomat I don't want to embarrass anybody or cause anybody not to want to work with me so I'm I'm, I'm not using what the vernacular that you use Okay, well, but the, the, those are the facts. Once you expose the fact that they are committing a crime, they lose even their pretense of power and authority over you because no man or woman has the right to commit a crime against another person, correct? Well, and, you know, and I have a different I have a different viewpoint from you on that because, okay. you know, if you understand the law of agency, you know, and, uh, you know, we can get into... You know, we have we didn't have all the facts of the law of agency, but you have to admit they're they're under the presumption that you're operating an agency. And when you go buy a house, you're showing them your operator's license to operate that entity within this state. And you're showing them the Social Security number, which is uh, not given to an individual. That's for an organization. Right. So that, that proves the organization exists. So, you know, stop calling that harsh, you know, fraud or, or whatever, because if you went out and got it and you're using it, aren't you operating that agency? So, you know, until you have come of, of age and you've, uh, you know, you know, you've changed your mindset, you know, th- then you can make your changes, you know, but, you know, I agree that if you're operating that agency, you're a taxpayer. And you're going to pay taxes as that agent. So, so you know, I, I don't call it out the way you do. And I think if you do that in court, you're going to get slammed. You know, and I, I just be careful. You know, be a little careful. Well, I wouldn't even go to court. I would just uh, put them on notice that they have. Well, you're going to you're going to have to. You know, right. <laughs> you know, uh, you're going to have to. And 
you know, a declaratory judgment might be something that, you know, I'm, I've been studying declaratory judgment and I, you know, I don't want to go to court. I really don't even want to sue for damages or anything, but I do want to do a declaratory judgment. I think it's necessary for the property tax. I don't know of a lot of people who have been successful without a court um, case or, so, you know, you know, you know, even property tax Steve, Steve Emerson out in Florida, said that he doesn't think anybody can do it without a, a going to court. Now, he did it a long time ago and they got trained. I know in Texas, after Steve Emerson did what he did, Texas, I had confirmation in my county uh, when I went down there and I mentioned uh, the same terminology in cases. Uh, she said, you know, she, she said, oh, yeah, you know, she goes, you're talking about Steve, Steve Emerson in Florida. And I said, yes. And she goes, oh, you know, we were trained on that. We got we got called into training for that. Okay. Well, how, about yeah. this one? how about this? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. First, I have a question, Russell. Uh, I'm getting a question from the, the uh, chat room. How many stars are on your passport? Five. Okay. We have their asterisks, their asterisks on there on the card. The card only. Uh, there's a number of asterisks, and some people have said, you know, the number of stars, you know, means something. And I know a family member who has a passport who did not do it the way I did it has three stars, oh. and I have five. And mo most people okay. I know who didn't do what I did have three stars, and all my friends who have the passport the correct way, like Christopher Gronsky, either have four or five asterisks. Uh, probably 80% have four stars, and five, you know, you know, the, the remainder have five stars. And, and what so are the stars I, mean? I do, you know? Um, when Christopher, when Christopher asked the State Department in writing, he sent a letter to the, you know, the key legal department person there, you know, the legal department. Uh, they came back and said. You know, uh, we can't tell you that. You know, it's just uh, it's our internal our internal things, and we can't you know tell you that. So. Um, oh, that's interesting. I do a I do a FOIA on that. Yeah, really. Oh, he did. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. So, and it's it's information that they just don't want to provide. So there yeah. is no proof that it means anything, but you know. Well, it must mean something. They're putting it on there. It's on there for a yeah. reason. I yes. think five is better than four or three. <laughs> a five-star general has a higher yeah. rank than a four-star general, right? I mean, I don't know. Although they are asterisks, yes, I do. But yeah, I mean, so uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to live as a state citizen and uh, a state citizen who is not under any franchise and doesn't have any benefit from the federal government. I'm not a voter. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in the voter rolls. Uh, I'm not in the DMV roles. Uh, I'm not. I don't have a bank account, so I don't have any contracts. You are with free. The you are a free man. Yeah, he's a free man. And on I the did line. a revocation of election uh, with the IRS, so you know. Oh, uh, good for you. So, but you know, the property tax is something that is under color of law and it's operation of law, and so uh, you know you have to go to court and get some kind of a judgment. To get them off your back, That's and if you have a way, Randy, if you find a way, uh, otherwise, tell me, 
Okay, well, how about this uh, angle? Um, what if you were to send an affidavit for whomever to sign under the pains and penalties of perjury that they promised to never commit any amount or kind of fraud upon you at any time, nor allow anybody else to commit any kind or amount of fraud upon you at any time? What are they going to do? Are they going to refuse? Well, if they, they refuse, won't sign anything. Okay, yeah, okay. But they now, Angela, right. here's the thing. If they refuse to sign that affidavit in good faith, well, doesn't that then indicate that they are intending to commit some kind or amount of fraud upon you? That's what I mean. You have to default them. You have to put a paragraph right, exactly. them saying, you know, right. if you don't yeah, answer yeah, within yeah. a... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 30 working days. Your silence is acquiescence to the fact that you are in error. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here's a, let's, we have a hand up, uh, let me unmute The 951 is from Riverside. Yeah, go ahead, 951, you've been unmuted. I'm unmuted, how are you? Hey, hi, Dallas. Hi. Yeah, Dallas. I've been for a long time. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I was I've in the chat. Listening. I've been, been listening, chat. eating dinner, and taking care of my dad, so. Oh, good, okay. <laughs> so what do you have um, to say to yourself? Uh, I want to kind of roll back in time a little bit, and uh, and uh, previous comments and uh, the caller you have from Texas, like um, well, more Mitchell, more power to him. That's oh, amazing. Russell. I was Russell. I was yeah. there. I, w I was actually a ghost, and uh, oh. and uh, no one could find me. I didn't have anything in my name. I was doing fine, but yeah, I yeah until my dad. Uh, until my dad uh, got in this condition, and uh, I now I'm connected to more government things than you could ever imagine because I had to because of my dad. So I, I kind of reverted uh, um, into the system. And actually, I was going to do the revocation of election with uh, Adele Weiss, the way he does that, and because I have it here, but I never turned it in. And, uh, yeah, I did. I did mine with Adele Weiss. Yes, with Adele. Yeah, yeah. He and I had a lot of conversations when he first started it, and uh, when you were having him on the call, Angela, uh, a few years ago. Yeah. And um, and I did that with Adele, and I have it here. He did it for me and sent it to me. And when I talked last time, I talked and said, "You haven't sent it in yet." I said, "No, there's some things I just want to figure out first. So I still haven't sent it in. I still have it, and but I am so connected. Uh, with the system, uh, you know, and to hear someone like uh, Russell in Texas, that's like, it's amazing. I, I Right now, because of how I have to do it, I couldn't live that way. It would be really difficult for me to do that. And so I, I'm in the system, I, you know, like the Bible says, be in the world but don't be of it, of his preposition meaning belonging to. I, you know, I, I know how to handle it. I know who I am, and I know how to handle it if I need to. But... Um, but it's, yeah, it's really difficult to, well, to be that way again uh, because of what I have to do here. But I, more power to, to Russell for what he's doing. <laughs> and I don't have a driver's license. I had a passport, and I renewed it one time, and I never, ever, ever entered a Social Security number. But it was just a regular passport. I used, that was my only ID that I had. And I never, ever did that. And... Um, uh, they demanded that I do it when I first went. I was going on a cruise, and uh, they demanded that I do it. And I said, well, here, here's the internal revenue. Where is it? So the internal revenue 
uh, code. I said, well, here's the Internal Revenue Code manual. It was right here. And I plopped it on her desk. I said, show me where it says that, that I'm required to put that in there. She goes, oh, well, go upstairs, and they'll, they'll, they'll have you do it there. But they never asked me. I never, ever turned one in. And I called the Secretary of State, the uh, Department of State in Washington, D.C., and they told me, no, you're, you're not required. You don't have to put in a Social Security number. But just the thing is, if you have a problem with the IRS, you just, you're going to have to deal with it because they'll come after you. But he, she said, yeah, with us, Department of State, you're not required. There's no requirement. Well, if you, ever decide, if you ever decide to do the revocation of election, then you can't do a W-4 anymore. You would have to do a W-8. Yeah, I, I know, non-resident alien, the hope works. And uh, I remember... Um, going through that process, and uh, and, uh, and actually the the uh, the non-resident aliens are the only ones who get withholding. They're only, supposed to be the only ones who have withholding against them. But you know, no one ever reads the uh, Internal Revenue Code. But uh, um, yeah, I, I know that, and that's why I have that's why I have a difficult time doing that now because of how I had to connect myself with government because of my dad. He's a World War II veteran. And so uh, just... Yeah, I remember you talking about your your family, your your father, and, you know, I agree, you know, your father is more important than anything. So any decision you make regarding your father, I I, I totally get it. I had to swallow the bullet and say, okay, fine, because my my brother and his wife are the ones pushing me into do this and get that and, you know, all the different things for for, uh, the, the county stuff and and I'm going, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I will starve before I do that. And I was starving. <laughs> I was going out at nighttime digging in garbage cans to find recyclables just to get gasoline in order to uh, pay for gasoline for the next day or get food. And, uh, and it was difficult taking care of my dad and doing that because uh, uh, I could do other things but not with my dad and take care of him. So, yeah, I had to go on that. And say so it all depends on the situation and, you know, you got to do, and and uh, I mean, if I didn't have my dad, maybe I'd still be a ghost. <laughs> maybe I would be. But um, yeah, I'm not even trying to be a ghost. I'm trying to be a state citizen, and I'm 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 out there with it. I don't hide from anything. Yeah, the, the best the best one that I knew who uh, who had the information regarding state citizens guy that I met when he had uh, I walked into his Richard McDonald. And he had seven people sitting in, the, in, in one row. That's all he had in the room. And I'm going, like, who is this guy with a little blue shirt on with, say, California citizen? And he's Yeah, Richard there. McDonald. And, yeah, and I, I ended up sitting out talking to Richard. And I went, oh, my goodness, man. So we ended up filling a room with all these guys and uh, brought a whole bunch of people in. We filled the room in, and that's when uh, we started getting Richard uh, uh, connected to the Internet and getting him all the law information and, and – um, yeah, that was. I knew Richard before he was Richard McDonald. Let's put it that way. And his little hairless chihuahua and his little treehouse. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, Richard but, uh, McDonald and Paul Andrew Mitchell are two guys that I really studied uh, a decade or more ago. Uh, yeah, well, that, Paul that Andrew, you know who the Paul basis Andrew Mitchell of what was. I did. Paul Andrew Mitchell, when we were doing the things for Richard McDonald, uh, a bunch of guys started coming in, Paymon and. And a bunch of the other guys started coming in, setting up a little tables against the wall. They were folding tables to talk about what they had. And uh, Paul Andrew Mitchell was there, but that wasn't his name then. His name was uh, Mitch Modleski. And he wrote the book right. called The Federal Zone. 
and uh, and he later on changed his name to Paul Andrew Mitchell. But um, I knew him as Mitch Modaleski when he was selling his, his uh, first book called The Federal Zone, and that was up there. We used to have it by the where they had the Granada Forum and uh, and uh, out here in uh, California. But uh, yeah, I saw a lot of those guys, and that's when I, you know, I I, and I couldn't be a a state citizen the way Richard said it. Because I had a nice car, and I said, Richard, I mean, what if I end up getting a BMW brand new, and I don't have a license plate on it, and they take my car. He said, well, get another one. I said, are you going to pay for it? And I went, okay, i got to think, rethink this whole thing again. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because uh, I was in network marketing, and, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I was going to let them take my car. But, uh, uh, you know, that's what I was looking at doing there. So... And I knew one of the guys in there had a VW Beetle, and you know he took his license plate off, and his dad was really concerned about him, and and they took his car, and he couldn't get it back. He went to jail, and you know he was fighting in the fight. But Richard didn't know as much then as he knew once we got him connected to uh, all the legal documents and all the uh, stuff on the internet and LexisNexis and everything. But um, yeah, I, I have been pulled over really twice. I have been pulled over twice, like when I first started this, when I got the passport and I, I resigned, rejected everything and terminated it. And, yeah. um, but, you know, they, 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 they never took my automobile because uh, I took the certificate of title and uh, wrote across it, uh, void for constructive fraud, and signed it and dated it and uh, attached the you know, uh, an affidavit that, you know, um, I'm not engaged in the transportation business and I've never been for hire offering for hire services to the public. And, uh, you know, and I, I carry a copy of that in my car and I served it properly to the Secretary of State and the DMV and the Department of Transportation, both state and federal level. And so when they pull me over, uh, I have copies of everything and I'm ready to go to a magistrate to protect the police officer from harming himself and I'll tell him that and uh, he'll go and he'll call in but he won't use his police radio he'll use his cell phone to call in and he comes back and uh, you know uh, <laughs> you know I'll, I'll leave there with my automobile intact yeah. so. <laughs> so basically you're on the do not detain list no I'm on the not in my jurisdiction list well same thing yeah. No, it's no, it's not. Well, how is it it's different? A little bit different. Where's yeah, the difference? Explain uh, to me. Where uh, is the do not detain is not the same thing as not in my jurisdiction list. Okay, what's the difference? So, uh, well, what think about it. Well, one is do not detain, which means do not keep them at the side of the road and and try to uh, bully them into doing something they don't want to do. And I have no idea what the other list is about. So what's the okay, difference? Okay, I've never heard I've never heard anybody that has proved that that either or is valid. Uh, you know, I, I heard a lot of hearsay, but I've never heard either you just way. Said that they leave you alone, basically. They they pulled you over. Right. So I'm just basing yeah, it. I'm basing it off of my knowledge on on what's happened to me, and uh, it's because you know uh, Ed Rivera is the third guy uh, that I've studied. Yeah, I've studied uh, and, as, uh, based on jurisdiction. So, you know, I'm not a proponent of people saying it's a do not detain list. I don't know what is that. I, I know it for me is not in my jurisdiction list. 
So it may be for you, it's uh, it's that. But for me, it's, it's not in my thing. jurisdiction. It's, it's the same thing. They leave you alone, right? You said they pull well, you over twice and then let you go on your merry way. They, they, they they, things that are similar are not the same. Okay, but they have the same effect. A bullet's just as good as a cannonball or a rope to kill somebody, right? They're all three different means, but they all do the same thing. Okay, I'm not arguing with you. If you, you know, if that's what you think, um, you know, uh, I, you know, I, what I, you I, think, I'm not going to argue with you. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'll make a comment on that. It's, it's looking for the same, like Randy says, the same end result. Right. Where they don't do anything to you. Yeah, I don't care what they call it. And I, I knew someone who told me they were on the do not detain list, but I was I never did see it. And um, see, everybody I know but, knows it as a not in my jurisdiction list. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and so, the thing is, if and you're it's not in jurisdiction, uh, you're like a diplomat. A diplomat is not touched. They can't touch a diplomat. So the thing that's kind of like we're saying not in the jurisdiction because it's no different than no different than if if one of your if someone from wherever you are in Texas comes out here and they're in their Texas patrol car and they stop me on the freeway out here in California and they want to give me a ticket, well, uh, I'm not in your jurisdiction. You can hound dog me all you want. You can you know, call poaching or whatever like that. I had a cousin who was a cop. <laughs> he told me about this stuff. It's called poaching. And, uh, and the thing is, but they can't give you a ticket because they're, they're without or outside of their own jurisdiction. And when they're out of their jurisdiction, and, and, no and, and I'm 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 the first to tell you I appreciate the transportation code. If I ever get on a bus or hail a cab and I'm traveling, I want that guy to have the best tires and have his car checked out. I want to be safe, so I value the job that they're doing. I just don't want them confusing me with a cab driver or a bus right, driver yeah. or anybody right. anybody not in the commercial process. Exactly. Correct. Or somebody with a nice cream. But I value, I value what they're doing. I don't call them names. I don't put them down. I, I tell them I value what you're doing. Just don't confuse me with who you're regulating, please. Yeah. Or else I'm going to have to do something about it. Yeah. I, I had, a, had another question, uh, and that's for uh, Randy. Sure. Um, because of something, a statement that was earlier. You mentioned about the term includes, mm -hmm. that it's limiting. Are you saying that it's limiting exactly to what's in the definition for the term? Or? Well, it says Nothing right in the else? law that they have a definition list, a roster, uh, typically at the end of any law, and they define the terms as they are used in that law. And includes is a limiting word. It means this and this thing only, not that it's uh, encompassing a whole range of things. Well, you know, as far as I, in my studies, okay, the IRS uses that a lot, and, but they have a definition within their Code of Federal Regulations regard, regarding the terms includes and including, the two words, because they use that a lot, and right. especially in their definitions. And, uh, but it includes and including is, is limiting, but it's also expansive. It's both. Right. It's, so you, it's you have to limiting, know which one you're using. It's limiting to the point of where whatever is being defined in that definition, it's limited to those things. But it's expansive to anything that's similar to it. So if, if the definition is talking about all women or females, well, the thing is, it's limited to females, 
but it's expensive to different females from around the world. They are all females. It doesn't include men or animals or anything else like that. Right. It's expansive to whatever is defined in that definition. So it's both limiting and expansive. Uh, one that's limiting was the Barbara Kennelly letter about uh, 26 U.S.C. 3121E when uh, Sky Randall uh, wrote and asked is her, her, uh, her House Resolution Bill the same as what's in that definition in Internal Revenue Code. She said, no, I've talked with my experts that the CRS and Legislative Council, and they say that what's in, the, what's in 3121E is, is only what's there limited to that. But it's also expansive to anything that's similar to it that's owned by or ceded to the United States government under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17. And uh, so it could be any other territory or whatever, but, but as far as CRS said, it's just limited to just that, like you said. It's limited okay. to only those things that are in there, nothing else. Right. Not okay. even the 50 states because it didn't include it. But yeah, here it is, right on page 524 of my copy of Black's Law Dictionary. It says include, Latin, include, includere, to shut in, keep within, to confine within, hold as in an enclosure, take in, attain, shut up, contain, enclose, comprise, comprehend, embrace, involve. Term may, according to context, express an enlargement and have the meaning of and in, and or in addition to, or merely specify a particular thing already included within general words theretofore used. Including within statute is interpreted as a word of enlargement or of its illustrative application as well as a word of limitation. So you have to uh, get them on the record. Well, what definition of include are you using here? Yeah, well, it's, it could be limiting and it could be expansive depending upon Right. So unless it was defined inside the term itself. Okay. So now, unless there is clear and concise explanation of exactly what is meant, then it's void for vagueness. No, it doesn't need to be clear and concise. It just needs to be defined, and anything that's defined in that term, anything that's similar to it in its import, can be included, but not necessarily is. Right. So it's void for vagueness. So it's expansive as. It's not void for vagueness. It's very clear. That's just the way it is. Because if, if it doesn't include the 50 states, then California and Texas is not in it. Well, it's not but if clear it does say 50 states, then it, yes, it will include California and Texas, even though it didn't say California and Texas, because it said 50 states. No. You know, that, that's where it could be expansive to that point. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's not that it's void for vagueness. It's not vague. It's just that you have to look at what you find. Okay, I don't know exactly what they're talking about, so therefore it's it's vague. Vague means uh, not well defined, correct? Like you have a vague image of uh, somebody pouring you uh, a, a drink at a cocktail party, or whatever, but you don't recall who it was. You just remember somebody pouring something into your glass, and so it's a vague recollection. Well, I, I'm pretty sure this happened, but I don't know the particulars, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, but now well, if you I'm remember, I'm telling you my experience is dealing with federal government agencies. Okay, I, I call them all the time. I talk to somebody with the, with the uh, U.S. Department of Treasury Fiscal Services today. I talk with them. A very interesting conversation. The guy didn't know Jack, whatever, you know, didn't know anything <laughs> about their own laws. But, uh, um, but, and I sent, a, I sent a FOIA today because of what he explained, what he told me, 
and he's the one that's going to send me the document that I requested from the fiscal department regarding Social Security. So it's, uh, you know, the thing is, I have dealt with so many so over the oh, last 30-some-odd years, so many government agencies and talking to them directly that uh, I, I want to hear from them just how they see it. It's kind of like when you guys are talking about the term trader business earlier and, and uh and uh, Russell from Texas mentioned what that is. Well, if you're looking at Black's Law Dictionary, that definition is not in there. Of course well, not. Why is it not in there? The United What's States that? is taken out also because they want sure to keep is. people it's in there. No, it's not. The United States is in there. Which which version? Not in seventh edition up. No, there there were three versions of Black's Law Dictionary was included in, and when they excluded it. I sent an email years ago when they excluded it. I think it was excluded from seven or eight, seven, I think it was. Seven, excluded seven. it. And I sent an email to the editor of Black's Law Dictionary asking okay. him why is it not in that, in that Black's Law Dictionary, and it, it was in the previous ones. Mm-hmm. And it took him a while, but he, he, uh, he uh, sent me an email back saying he talked to the writer of the Black Law Dictionary. This is the editor who sent me this. And he said, oh, he excluded because it was confusing people. And that was because of the court case defining it three different ways. He said it was no. excluding it. And I'm like, okay, that's what an excuse, right? Yeah, <laughs> that makes it more confusing. Yeah, I thought that's supposed Listen, to explain hold on one second, one second, one second, one second. Russell, I've gotten a request from two different people in the chat to contact you. Do you have, can you email me? And then I will forward, or I will get their emails, and I don't know. We'll get it to me. Yeah. With you. Russell, I'm talking to Russell. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, I could, I could do that. Yeah. Okay, just put, you know, this is Russell in the subject line, and then you folks, Moxie, and um, who else? Moxie wants your contact and uh, guest 51 I don't know guest 51 if you guys can email me I will you know put you guys I'll send you his email or vice versa you know okay. in the black law dictionary they also took out the uh, legal definition of federal citizen did they Wait, really yeah. well, that's interesting oh, that's yeah it was in there it was in there and uh, Along with the United States, you know, and they, they mentioned the Hooven and Allison versus EVOT definition, uh, uh, and, they, and they, they took that out as well. So, yeah, yeah it's a big right. cover yeah, up. Uh, they're they're removing anything, but it's because it's all commercial. You know, uh, right. you know, you're operating an agency, and that driver license is an operator license to operate the agency. And so uh, they're under the presumption everything is commercial. And uh, I despise that, you know, being a, yeah. a Christian and a, a guy, uh, you know, who, who believes in a lot of those kind of uh, concepts uh, is why I'm doing what I'm doing and why I'm very open and uh, forthcoming with it in front of any government employee or agent. What's on page 422, federal citizenship. That's right there. But this is a sixth edition abridged. That I have. My, yeah, my, I think I think it was in fifth and sixth, and they took it out after that. So. Yeah. Right. Well, it's right here in my sixth edition. From. Yeah, that's the one I have, the sixth edition as well. Yeah. It's and a they took it out of the seventh. 1891 to 1991. I bought this book in 1994, I think it was, over at Crown Books or something like that. 
anyway, uh, again, uh, there's so much uh, uh, BS going on. Uh, this one uh, guy, uh, I like to refer to him as an idiot because he wasn't very smart. Uh, but he told me that, uh, well, Randy, yeah, there's, uh, how do you say it? Uh, fraud is everywhere, so you, uh, so you just have to learn how to live with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what he said to me. Yeah, there, the fraud is everywhere, so you just have to learn how to live with it. And I just shook my head. Oh man, this this guy—he's just so dead in the head. There's no point in talking to him anymore. Anybody else still online? You know, I I don't know. I don't know. This is Dallas. I don't know if the thing would be how to live with it. It's just how to deal with it. Well, he said live with it all the yeah. time. I have to yeah. do it all the time. I have to deal with it all the time with all the government agencies I deal with, including the VA hospital. I have to deal with my dad. Okay, <laughs> it's amazing, and uh, and the really bad ones is you know my dad's in the IHSS, so I have to deal with them over there all the time, and they don't have a clue about their own rules and, and regulations at all. And uh, uh, I, every time I ask a question, they always say, "Oh yeah, so you're the guy with the unique questions." They're not unique. They just need a response. I know what the answer is, but I want to see if you know it. Well, they are unique uh, because nobody else is asking them. No one else asks those kind of questions, you know. Um, yeah, but you know the thing is, when you're talking I'll about check it out. I just posted the document I uploaded to the chat. It finally I, showed up. I, I, I saw I, something pop I, up here. Yeah. It, it says present. I pushed that button and it opened it up in the screen. That's so cool. So now you guys wow. could look at it. I guess. I mean, I don't know if you can scroll down. Uh, no, probably not. No, nope, doesn't look like it. Oh, well, so you got the first pages. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, I put my uh, cursor on there, and it says next page. Oh, okay. And I just clicked on it. Hmm. Might take a while. I don't see. Uh... I see a little arrow. It oh, says yeah, it does. Page, yeah. page yeah. two of yeah, eight. Here, yeah. yeah, there it goes. There it goes. Cool. A little right pointing arrow. Hurt. I just learned something. I can present documents on here and not have to email everybody. Cool. Hallelujah. Yeah. How cool is that? <laughs> Very well cool. done, Angela. Uh, my pleasure. Anyway, go ahead. Dallas, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Um, a question for Randy. If you if you were dealing with the IRS, which definition of trade or business would you use? The one in the Blackhaw Dictionary or the one in the Internal Revenue Code? I wouldn't use either of them because I wouldn't. I'd be calling them out on their front and say, well, "How do your laws apply to me when I have I mean, no?" If you, if you were to, if you were, if there was something and you're telling someone, you're not involved in a trader business, okay? Because you don't understand the definition of the term. Well, I can't. Which one would you it. refer them to? I, Black I don't know. Dictionary I, I don't know. or the Internal Revenue Code? Well, it depends. Uh, uh, is Black's Law Dictionary citing the IRC? in their definition like they do in several places in here. Oh, they talk about the IRS. Yeah. It's, it's all talking about the IRS. Look in Black's Dictionary. Okay, here's but the it, thing. I, I, all right, let me talk here for a second. All right. I would first have to, uh, before asking that question, I would familiarize myself with both definitions and have it solidly in my mind, which both, which each of them means. Okay. Any good attorney knows the answers to his or her questions before they ask them. Okay, before they ask them, and so that's why I study and study and study because I want to learn as much as I possibly can, so I know what the heck I'm talking about. And uh, nine times out of ten, I know more uh, than the people I'm trying to deal with. 
okay, because I study this stuff. Uh, so now uh, the definition of taxpayer, all right, let me go to that right here, uh, tax, taxation tax court, taxpayer. One who is subject to a tax on income, regardless of whether he or she pays the tax. That's from Internal Revenue Code, Section 7701, Subsection A, Subsection 14. Okay. So blacks are fighting, quoting the, the Internal Revenue Code. So now if the, uh, uh, as to your question, uh, which uh, definition of what would I use, the IRS's, or, you know, I'd have to first see if there's a difference between what blacks is saying, where they're quote where they are quoting it from, uh, and then proceed off of that. But again, the IRS, if you look at the undercut in logic and facts here, is uh, basically uh, a non-existent organization because they're based upon fraud and are operating on fraud, and no man or woman has the right to commit a fraud upon somebody else. And as soon as their crimes. Uh, are exposed, they lose even their pretense of having any kind of power and authority over anybody else. Where's the law that says we have to obey the acts or, or the dictates of a criminal? There is no such law. There can't my be. Question wasn't regarding, my question wasn't regarding the term taxpayer. Russell brought up the term trader business. Okay, all right, let me look that up here. Trade or business. Trade or business. Any business or professional activity, this is on page 1039. Uh, any business or professional activity conducted by a taxpayer. Oh, geez. What's our undercut in, in facts and logic there? Okay. The objective of which is to earn a profit. So if I'm not a taxpayer, I can't possibly be involved in a trade or business. Now, there's no uh, uh, site here from where they get that uh, definition from. But it goes on further. It says, general test for determining whether person, again, what person, what definition of person are they using here? Are they using, uh, or are they uh, referring to a living man or woman or an artificially created entity known as a corporation? Okay, general test for determining whether person is engaged in, quote, trade or business, unquote, so as to be entitled, again, entitled, here's another slippery word, uh, to deduct expenses as trade or business expenses under Internal Revenue Code is whether taxpayer, and again, taxpayer, taxpayer's primary purpose and intention in engaging in the activity is to make a profit. Well, how can you make a profit with the fiat paper currency? You can't, because it's a, it's a fiction. It's a fiction of law. It, it's not so tangible. Does that like the definition that Russell said earlier? I don't know different? what the definition was. Uh, uh, trader of business is in uh, 26 USC 7701A26. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as to which definition of trader business I might uh, cite, I, say, I, I wouldn't bother citing any of them. I would just go to the undercut and facts and logic and say, well, why do I need to respond to this if you have no jurisdiction over me? Because I call them out and say, well, look, you're committing a crime here. Therefore, you have lost all even your pretense of having any kind of power or authority over me because nobody has any uh, kind of a right, unless it came from God on high, to commit a crime upon somebody. You see that?
Do I hear crickets chirping at least? Uh, yes, I hear crickets are here, even though I'm not in Texas, <laughs> right? And uh, but no, or Louisiana, one or the other, right? But uh, the, the the point I was making, Randy, yeah. is that over the decades, I've seen people. Oh my goodness, really, some of the people I've gone through with. You name them, I probably, just like Angela. You know, we probably met them, and uh, and they've gone through stuff, and they kind of focus on certain things, <clears throat> like how you focus on Black's Law Dictionary and reading all the definitions. But when a government agency does their, when the Congress uh, does the statutes and enacts statutes, then the agency implements their regulations in the Federal Register, whether they do in the Federal Register or not. The thing is, they don't normally define it the way it's defined in Black's Law Dictionary. The, the term trade or business in Black's Law Dictionary has a court exactly. at the very end. And you know what that court case was about? It had nothing to do with what's in Title 26, uh, what, 7701, 8, parent 26. It's in definition. I agree with Dallas. I agree with Dallas on that. Okay. Yeah. It's not the same. And the reason why is that court case had to do with a guy who was a retired colonel, and that retired colonel ended up you know, he was a regular guy, regular colonel in the military, and then he got retired, and he started getting connected like all of us did and hearing different things like, whoa, this guy, this guy Randy is really interesting. What, in the, what is all this stuff going on? And he got connected with diff, different patriot groups. And when he got connected with them, he started going to their, their seminars in different locations and stuff, traveling. And, and what he did, he started writing off those, that travel expenses and listing it on his income tax returns. And the IRS is going, are you crazy? Are you going to find out how to not pay income tax and, and you're going to write that off? Yeah. No way. And they, they took him to court. And he yeah. lost. Of and course. the thing was, it had nothing to do with the definition of trade and business in Title 26. No, because... It had nothing to do with it. Because a trade or business is nothing more than someone who's in a public office in the federal area for the federal government. That's right. what a trader business is. It has nothing to do with anything right. that we do. Right, I know that. To do with that definition in yeah. Black's Law Dictionary. Yeah. So, so that retired so, military guy, he wasn't thinking in a straight line even longer to the end of his own nose. He didn't see that. He was committing a crime of fraud. Well, he uh, was new. He didn't know. He was, he oh, was right. a okay. well, he, was, uh, he was a newbie. He okay. didn't know what he was doing. Right. And the thing okay. was, you know, he was already connected with government always as a colonel. I mean, good, he right. was there for a long time. So the yeah. thing is, he finds something new, and he's going like, whoa, now I can write this off, right? Well, they're saying, no, you can't. And, but it had nothing to do with him being in the public office because he was retired. He wasn't right. a federal government employee anymore. And so the thing is, when people read definitions and they're going to deal with the government agency, they need to go to that government agency's statutes and regulations that implement those statutes to find out what the definitions are because what you're reading is a lexical definition what they do is a stipulative definition two people get to, two attorneys together and say yeah yeah that's what we're going to call a state we're going to call a state we're going to call a state uh you know two houses and a car and that's what we call a state because that's what they agreed on that doesn't mean it's a lexical definition what a what you know like defining a pen uh, they just say a pen a pen is a lexical definition is a writing instrument. They'll say a pen includes ink, ink, metal, plastic, springs, but it doesn't tell you what a pen is because right. that's what they stipulate together that that's what yeah. it is. So, 
Dallas is on something very important there, and I agree, and I learn uh, from the get-go. Um, I try to find the original legislative bill, and like uh, for the Transportation Code in Texas, they have a older versions, a revised version that hide uh, the term person or the person who is being regulated. You can't find it. And uh, you go back to the original, and it's very clear the person is uh, uh, one who is offering for hire services to the public and the transportation business. So, you know, it's a cab driver and a right. bus driver and those who are employed. Chauffeur. And uh, so, I, so I got a certified copy. You know, I, you, know you contact the, the library custodian, and, and you get a copy, and you can get it certified, and, and then you can use it. And uh, what, what I like to use is uh, the 1925 original bill was never uh, done away with. And so when they revised it in 1995 and hid the, hid the person regulated, uh, I like to ask the question, well, you know, in the original bill, it was, you know, the, the person regulated was the person who offered for hire services to the public. And, and now you're acting like it's for those who are not offering for hire services to the public and those who offer for hire services to the public. And you can't do that in the same right. bill. You would have to, right. you have to undo the first bill and redo a new bill. Yeah. You, have, you can't have, have two repeal. separate re revisions right. and have, have two separate persons. They, they can't be in yeah, conflict. Yeah, it's, it's void for fraud right there. Exactly. And there, so there I, I, sent, I sent a letter off. I sent a letter off to the, Secretary of State, and I asked him that question, and uh, they declined to respond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they will. That's what and I said, doing. I would like a certified copy. I'd like a certified copy from you that you authorized that version of the new version, and he declined. Right. Well, why? Because he didn't authorize it. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying, it, it might be nice to have that. Well, why? You know, well, you just have to ask them, are you intending to commit any kind of fraud upon me? What are they going to say? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying it's nice. It's nice to collect evidence. I'm a I'm an evidence collector oh, and I have a long repository. Yeah, I spent over 23 <laughs> years before I finally uh, deduced out of all of it uh, the what I called originally the two magic questions, uh, which was you know how much fraud does anybody uh, have the right to commit and how much fraud does anybody have an obligation to endorse? And I I tweaked and re I refined them by asking different people. Basically, I beta tested them. And now I have it down to what is the exact amount of fraud that any man or woman has the right to commit? What is the exact amount of fraud that any man or woman has an actual obligation to endure? And the third one, what is the basic premise that is being operated off of in the instant case? Now, we've been going around and around on this. Uh, uh, they make these presumptions that we're all federal slaves on the uh, federal plantation, basically, and therefore uh, their laws apply to us. But we're not all slaves, federal slaves on the federal plantation. We're men and women living in uh, this uh, land area known as uh, the United States of America. Okay. Well, not according to the California uh, government code. Well, well, but you know, are they based uh, on truth and facts, or, or lies and fictions and frauds? Well, you have to remember there, there there's different classes. And uh, there are people who come here who are foreign nationals, you know, who come in here and uh, they weren't born here. So it's a privilege 
to them right. to be here, and they are operating uh, the franchise. So, you know, they're operating that 14th Amendment citizenship. So I, I don't like to call it fraud. You know, uh, other countries have similar things, and well, what is it? we have similar things. Uh, Anytime you know, there's non-full uh, disclosure, know, it's fraud. It's right there in the law, in, in Black's Law Dictionary. Uh, non-full disclosure is an element of fraud. No yeah, one well, in the you facts know. of fraud. <laughs> there's a, something called the Truth in Lending Laws, uh, where you can void uh, any credit card bill you uh, might want to ring up uh, just by saying, hey, where's your truth in lending here? Yeah, no, so you know, a foreign a four national, four national can't come over and be a state citizen because he wasn't born here. Right, exactly. So you know, the only option is uh, privilege, uh, and with the privilege, you have uh, a different set of duties and obligations. So that's all I'm saying. So um, they've turned it into something, and I think most countries tax foreigners. So if you read v Vattel's Law of Nations, you know, you'll, you'll find it in there. So, you know, I, I just, you know, you know, you have a tendency to want to say that word and call out this and that. And, uh, I'll just call him as I see him. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you're, you're allowed to do that. You know, no argument here. Uh, I, I just, you know, you know, there's foreign nationals who come in and they weren't born here and they don't have the same rights, rights, uh, you know, that a, a state citizen would have. So, you know, there's different right. classes, and it all it all depends. And right. uh, you know, uh, that's all I'm saying. And it, you know, the, the, the sooner people can can understand that and study that, uh, there are some remedies in there, and there's ways you can stand up for yourself. But you know, the the, the ignorant, uh, you know, if, you know, ignorant is not a, a bad word. I'm just saying, if if, if you ignore right. laws or you don't research the laws and all that, uh, it might lead you to a different opinion that might not be as valid as you think it is but just because you haven't studied the topic. So. Okay, we have a hand up, so. Yeah, see, uh, Mike, Mike. Go ahead, Mike, you've been unmuted. Hey, how are you doing? Um, Good, thank you. I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> want to, uh, Although, although I, you know, I'm sorry if I don't really have a question, but uh, okay. I, have, I have a general comment. Um, Dallas, Dallas, um, you dispute some stuff that uh, I have not heard before from you, and uh, that was awesome beyond comparison. I just want to let you know that. That was uh, something. Um, and what was that? Um, about all the stuff earlier about uh, what we were talking about. Um, with, uh, <laughs> that, uh, it, it, <laughs> trust, yeah, trust me. Yeah, you, go back to the <laughs> later on with this post. Uh, yeah, it, it, it trust me, the, the, guys. This this guy is awesome. Okay, uh, he, he uh, I've been listening to this guy ever since I first started listening to Angela Stark. Uh, yeah, now it's Dallas, Dallas uh, knows where he's coming from. Uh, he knows what it's all about. He is probably one of the, uh, you know, most experienced in general, you know, with dealing with uh, these uh, systematic people. Uh, I'm probably saying it incorrectly, but 
you know. Uh, oh, you're it's, saying it it's right. Annoying. He's got a lot of experience. He's been around. Yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah. well, pre yeah. pertaining to California laws and, and entities, yeah. He's pretty good. If you can do it in California, you can do it anywhere. Yeah. You know what? I was watching Payment on a YouTube uh, live stream earlier this afternoon. I didn't know he did them, but um, he charges an extra $500 to people that live in California to deal uh, with your issues. 4000 a year for everybody else, 4500 a year for people in California. <laughs> you know, I remember I thought when that was funny. Mom was just getting going, and he was living was in a hospital apartment in Tustin. And we used oh, to go over yeah. and help him stuff envelopes. Yeah. Oh my God. There was, um, there was a joke that I said um, uh, back a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was when Bob Menard was on. And then um, back then when. Uh, I've um, never had Robert Menard on my call. I would try no, to. No, no, not Menard. No, no, no. Oh. Robert uh, Menarek. Um, oh, Menard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Menard. Yeah. And then what happened was, wait, was it Robert Menard? No, that, I, it was maybe about the week before, a week after, and um, Donaldson uh, came on. Uh, that's when you oh, guys were getting on, by the way. And um, no, no, let me finish. It's okay. It's okay. And he was talking about California, this and that, and and I was having problems with moving and stuff. And then I, and I made some joke like, "Oh, that's it. I'm going to California." <laughs> so like, it's like when I hear stuff like this too, it's like, "Yeah, uh, I wonder, gee, I should go to California or not?" <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you don't want to come here. People are leaving like crazy. I hear a lot of people are going to Florida. That's where payment is. Yeah. If I was going to go anywhere, it would be like Arizona, maybe, or Vegas, Las, you know, Nevada. I don't know. Somewhere where they don't make you pay safe. Take a hurricane over a hurricane over an earthquake any day, I guess. But the temperatures today in Arizona was like 111. Uh, <laughs> That's a bit much. We're getting much. over here, too, pretty soon, uh, especially August. Uh, we just started getting uh, high temps. Uh, uh, this week. All right. Anyway, <laughs> are you gonna have a call after this one? Yeah, I'm gonna set her up. If you guys want to come on over, uh, Dallas, if you have time, Angela, if you have time, uh, Ra uh Randy, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Come on over, man. Let's play. Yeah, what's that? What's that called? Number again? I wrote it down somewhere in my notepad. Here. All right. I'll put it in the chat, but I'll say it. Uh, one, four, two, three, zero, six. Yeah, is it one four two three zero six? Right. Six, right. Yeah. Got it. And you know what? I think that I since I uploaded this uh, PDF, I think you if you go to the after the calls up for you know downloading, you probably be able to get it there too. So hey, um, download hey, it. I have a question. I have a question for Dallas. Okay. If Dallas is available here, where is he at? Dallas? No, he's still got his hand up. He's there. Well, oh, yeah. Um, all right, I'll tell you what. I'll computer to download that PDF from Angela. Oh. <laughs> I see I see on the All right, well, that's okay. I see on the I see on the screen there's uh, some kind of uh pages from I guess I guess it's Black's Law Dictionary. But um Nope, I, nope. I, see, you weren't paying attention, what Mike. Is, what is that from? 
chapter CCXLV. What is that? Yes, in the California act? legislature laws, uh, the original act to impose a tax, property tax on. An act to impose a tax. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's in here that, you know, it le well, when you read it all, it leads you to believe that that's only, the only thing that taxable are corporations and corporate entities and fictions. Which, uh, which, which, believe, which, which leads me to uh, uh, one question that I wish to ask. Um, I originally was going to ask about uh, comparisons of Black's Law dictionaries like sixth versus fifth versus fourth. But now that I saw that, uh, I see it as says an act. Mm -hmm. um, an act. And an act to... To provide, uh, right, to provide, to provide revenue for yeah. the support of the government of yeah. this state from a tax to be levied and collected from foreign yeah. and inland bills and other matters. Now, this has been touched on before in the past here. Um, what, what, you know, what, what, what do you believe about the? Um, um, because because the way this is their 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 legal society and stuff, um, when when you see it's like it says an act, it's like the way the way it's right there, you know, it says this an act, and then when I see that, it it, it it really sticks out to me as like saying like okay, what act, you know, like is like what is this? Are you just playing it out? Uh, like <laughs> when I see an act, well, I believe you know, it to be like something to to benefit them. Whenever you yeah. see it says an act, it is always to benefit them, not the people. Right. So so if so so if a so-called law is passed, uh, it should no no longer be called an act. Ain't ain't it so? Well, I can call it whatever they want. It's taxation, which right. they can call it whatever at. they want, but let's face it. If you, if I'm gonna look at something like say a law something law dictionary like say Black's Law Dictionary, and then when I'm opening these dictionaries, especially this one, and I'm still seeing all this stuff, this legally stuff that can still be used, uh, like uh, like on those on the on that page that that you, that you have right there, and it has the exact same legally stuff that I see in these Black's Law dictionaries. Well, it's so, all for the legal system. It's all for them. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, on page 17, it says act, denotes external manifestation of actor's will. Restatement, second tort, section two, expression of will or purpose, carrying idea of performance, primarily that which is done or, or doing, exercise of power or effect of which power exerted is cause, a performance, a deed. In its most general sense, this noun signifies something done voluntarily by a person. The exercise of an individual's power, in effect, produced by the external world by an exercise of the power of a person objectively, prompted by intention and proximately caused by a motion of the will. It is a more, in a more technical sense, it, it means something done voluntarily by a person and of such a nature that certain legal consequences attach to it. Thus, a grantor acknowledges the co conveyance to be his act and deed. The terms being synonymous, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then it goes on, oh. criminal act, legislative act, and et cetera. Yeah, so, but when they use it, it's, it's pretty um, easy. You have to get it explicitly defined what definition Sorry. is intended, what meaning is intended. 
Well, no, I just I'm I'm trying to get to act right now because um, you just said the word synonymous. Mm -hmm. Usually, when I hear synonymous, it's like um, um, like say uh, drop the O U S, and I hear it's like say synonym. Right. Uh, And what is synonym? Have one one grand meaning. You know, like you know, like just one big definition, and that's that. Well, uh, it, it, it's much easier. You know, that's that's one I heard synonymous. And then, you know, I know it's their society, like, but but for, to explain that, and then and then have that last word synonymous. Um, that that is interesting because uh, anything synonymous, it just has one meaning, and you don't have to have all those damn words. You know what I'm saying? Well, you do because it, without it, it's it's a void. Right, in their society, huh? It, it's vague. Okay. Yeah, vague. Oh, yeah, 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 vague. Yeah, it's all vague. <laughs> oh, anyway, you know what is a vagu? Is a vagu? Vagu. 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 All right. Well, we went two hours amazingly yes, fast. Didn't it go by fast? I love when we do that. Yeah. And this is going to be fun. Now I'm going to post all kinds of stuff. Every time I get something, well, I have, I have so much stuff from like Carl Miller and, you know, other people that are, you know, Angela. very knowledgeable on the subject. And I have all their documents. I can post them on here now. So, so does, that mean, does, that, does that mean you're going to post any of my papers that I sent to you? Like I'll post every one of them if you want. I would appreciate that. I'm sure other people yeah, will. I have a Randy file. Yeah. Yeah. The sorry, scam of the legal for... system. Any any person subject to the the yeah. holes in the legal system. The legal system equals gambling. Yeah, post them all. I will. I got, a... Does it, oh, I got a question for everybody here. Uh, is there what? any casino anywhere in the world that forces people in off the street at gunpoint and makes them gamble? Nope, not that huh? I know of. Nope. As, the, IRS, the IRS, maybe. Make them gamble? Okay. Um, no, I said, well, is there any casino anywhere in the world casino. that forces people out in off the street at gunpoint and makes them gamble? Okay, no the way. legal system is a huge gamble because nobody, except for the judge maybe, knows what the actual verdict will ever be. It's always huh. a coin toss. Is the guy or gal, or are they going to be found innocent or guilty? Nobody knows hey. until you get to the end. So therefore, That's... it's a gamble. Hey, you know what? Um, what's, uh, what, what's the definition of gamble? Because all of a sudden, uh, just rattle around in my head, uh, what, you know, like, uh, how, how, how you you know how like everybody on this, uh, on this call. Which definition do you want? Like the same standard testing. Yeah, we need to end it too. Um, so. Gamble. Okay, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? Everybody Gambling, wanna, making you know, a bet. This is, some good, this is some good stuff, man. We got to continue Yeah. This. Why don't yeah, you go on the yeah. next call and continue? Yeah. Pretty please. So for part two, everybody, what yeah, is the two, number again, Mike? One, one, four, two, three, zero, six. One, okay. four, two, three, zero, six. All right, everybody that wants to continue on the subject, go to one, four, two, three, zero, okay. six, and uh, continue. Including every have... one of you, including every <laughs> one of you. Mike, right over. Not, come on here, just you know, come on over, pretty please, come on. All right. Uh, this is your okay. Mike, right over. I used to Batman. go get drink some ozone water here. Thank you. <laughs>
All right. Thanks for having me on, Angela. Love Thanks, you. Russell. Love you, Thanks, Angela. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, everybody. Part, uh, part two Thanks. is in the works. Uh, <laughs> we're going to upload that uh, within the next coming month. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Good night. Good night, Good night. everybody. It was fun. Um, help each other, love each other, take care of each other, and all like that. And have a great weekend. Stay cool. We'll see you next time. Good night. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.